everyone. Welcome to Chit Chat and Chai. So excited to be here for Mother's Day. And we have a great guest today. So let me let you listen to her. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's an entrepreneur. She's a foodie. She's a fashionista. She's a beauty queen. And I could go on and on, but let's just listen to Smita Vasan. Hey, Smita, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Welcome. Good. Yeah, welcome to Chit Chat and Chai. We've been wanting to have you on for a while. Glad we got this to happen this time. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. And I think it's wonderful that you've created this forum, you know, for women to just chit chat and chai. And then why <laughs> That's the idea. You know, sometimes we don't have chai, we have cocktails. So <laughs> it's all good. It is. Um, and that's what makes the conversations a little bit like, oops. Did, did yes, exactly. Smita, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you are right now. So hi, everyone. I'm Smita Vasant. I love food and I love fashion. And I can't say how lucky I've been to really pursue my passion in both the fields. I've loved both the things actually since I was a kid. So it's nice that I have Saffron Spot, which is an ice cream place in Artesia. And we do Indian style exotic ice cream, which we supply to restaurants. And of course, we have a retail outlet. So we sell a lot of it at the store as well. And then I am also the founder of LA India Fashion week which again grew out of my love for fashion and having done fashion events over so many years I just kind of wanted to take it to the next level and uh, you know basically promote Indian fashion in uh, Los Angeles I actually have been to the India fashion show uh-huh oh, gosh yeah it was really overwhelming but so much fun <laughs> too because you didn't know where to go and like yeah it, it was organized chaotic madhouse stuff it's like oh my oh. God, I want this and I want this and then you know but just a lot of fun too and Great. I've been to Saffron Spot plenty of times. My father also enjoyed your Malai Faluda Kulfi. Oh, and wonderful. Yeah. Mala and me were talking about the Vada Pao was amazing, but ice creams are amazing. Thank They're you very, so much. Very, very I love creating the ice creams and I loved actually working with it too. You know, come up with different recipes. Some may be my own creation, but it all reminds us of a taste of home, a taste of India. That mm -hmm. kind of was the intention behind making all of the flavors. What is your favorite? I like Rajbog, oh. which is saffron. And saffron is the spice I started with originally. So initially I, I had four flavors and they all had saffron in them. Now I have over 30 flavors and of course all can't have saffron. So they right. have a lot of different things. But I truly love saffron and mm. that is my favorite spice. And so I like Rajbog with the saffron with a touch of cardamom. And then there's mixed nuts in it, which is almonds, pistachios, cashews. It's so good. You could do chit chat and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we, could do that. we could do that. That is my favorite dessert. And you actually, Smita, I want, I want to say, I think you came out in the market just at the right time because there was no one like you before. So you were like a great addition to the wedding events, you know, for desserts. And I think that did kind of motivate me. I used to make these ice creams at home and a friend came over and said, wow, this ice cream tastes so good. Like, why don't you sell it, you know, to the Indian stores or restaurants? And I thought to myself, why not? And so I did a little bit of market research and I tried to go try different ice 
creams at different places, but like said, nothing tastes good. And so that's kind of why I created. And I've also seen you on Instagram and Facebook, your love for <laughs> cooking as well. Yes. Coming up with creative ideas. And so you just keep yourself really busy. I do. I just enjoy the creative process. Although lately fashion seems to have taken over and cooking seems to <laughs> be, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little slow on my end. But generally it's just that creativity inspires me and I like to work around creativity. So were you always interested in wanting to start a business? I think so. You know, we never really think it's possible when we are young because we're so busy working and, you know, looking after our kids. But then I think in the back of my mind, having a business in something that you really enjoy doing was always something that I wanted to do. Yes. And I do enjoy that the, the flexibility and creativity that a business can offer, especially when it's your own. So Smita, do you feel that you had special challenges being a um, woman, minority? You know, definitely there's always challenges with anything you do and everything you do. But I think we just need to work around those challenges and, and keep going, keep following our passion. Challenges are going to be there no matter what. We just have to work around it. What brought you into the fashion part of your life? So fashion is also something I've always loved. I'm really not into fashion designing but I've always loved wearing fashion, you know, and my mom was probably one of the ones that inspired me in this aspect. And so it's always something I've enjoyed. Again, it takes a, a somewhat of a back step to everything else that's going on. When things are supposed to fall in place, they do. And it's funny that all of this happened really after my win in Mrs. Asia USA, which was in 2007. It gives you a whole different outlook and a whole different confidence. I fell into it. Uh, you know, I would have loved to work in it I never really pursued a job in that field mm. you know but yeah so how did you get into the pageants how did you know about it where was this pageant so this was after I had opened Saffron Spot and we had sponsored an event with I think it was Showbiz India and uh, Showbiz India had the winner of Mrs. Asia USA there along with the producer and so she had this like really nice you know beautiful gown on and I was like oh my god that looks so good and um, the the producer actually said oh why don't you know you participate in Mrs. Asia USA? It's actually something growing up as a child, you watch beauty pageants. It's always looks appeal looked appealing to me. So it was something I can say I've always wanted to do, but really you thought about it that much. Or the opportunity never arose. So when the producer asked me, and I thought, oh really? I said, I don't think I can do it. Like I have no experience. No, I don't know anything. And she said, No, no, don't worry. We provide all the training and you know, we will help you along the way. So I thought, well, you know, why not try it? because if nothing else at least I, I will learn how to make myself look better you know I thought maybe I'll learn some makeup tips so many other things so I just decided to jump into it and I asked my husband and he was all like yeah you know you should do it I was surprised actually when I won right we think about it but we don't really think it's going to happen congratulations on that yeah thank you thank you so much and so what does it take for someone to walk the ramp you know you've, you've done it what, what does it take basically a lot of confidence these days, there's not necessarily a lot of barriers, although high uh, body is always a plus. But other than that, I think the confidence is what gets you through. And believe me, that's not easy to have. For some people, it, it may be easy, but for me, it wasn't easy. That was kind of the hurdle to get over that. I mean, it's obviously doable. If I could do it, believe me, a lot of people can do it. Yeah. And, and just have fun doing it. It's not, don't take it so serious. You think that helped you doing the pageant? 
did gave you the confidence and opened you up so pageant definitely gave me the confidence you you won't believe it my pageant trainer used to laugh at me how i used to walk because before the pageant i never wore high heels because i'm already tall mm-hmm. so my my shoes used to be flat or like you know with a tiny tiny bit of heel he used to laugh at me when i walk and he's like haha this is not how you walk i'm like well that's why you're supposed to train me how to walk it's not easy to learn that pageant walk and do everything is this somewhat the reason why you are doing the pageant in a couple of weeks for mothers day for the moms absolutely it's like empowering somebody else with your experience over the years i've done many fashion shows especially for women i have seen myself it's like with one fashion show women feel so good about themselves wonderful to see that this is the first time i'm doing it with this structure with providing this much training to the ladies so we'll have fashion walk training we'll have some training on posing for pictures uh, training on how to do makeup on yourself so with all these things you'll see every woman will be feeling so much better gain a whole lot more confidence so right. yeah i do want to pass on some of what i learned to others i mean i think just like you guys said before it's important to be yourself whatever it is as long as you're happy with what you are and everybody is different and i think we don't really learn that until we grow up or get older and i was very awkward when i was young but then as you grow up you gain that certain level of confidence automatically definitely like for me getting dressed up i my whole mood changes you know you look nice you feel good about yourself yeah. So um Smitha many women are juggling you know different roles and priorities and often put themselves in the back burner what are some simple routines they can follow you know to look awesome and yet manage their busy lifestyle think in your mind you do have to put yourself first and i just had a conversation with one of the ladies who is part of our upcoming fashion show and she has small kids and she says that i putting myself last and putting the kids first and i said you actually have to put yourself first and i heard this somewhere you feed yourself first and then you feed the kids because you know if you're hungry you're not going to be able to feed the kid properly so it's the same thing i think unless you're happy in your life or your situation whatever it is you cannot make people around you happy so i feel like first of all we have to know that and understand that and accept it it's most important to start with yourself of course and then do you know things for other people at least if we are happy then you can make other people happy let me give you an example for me like exercising is top priority that's the first thing i do in the morning after my I will go and exercise. So it didn't matter even if the kids are young. I woke up early so I could go exercise, and then you know, taking the kids to school or whatever it is that we need to do. To me, exercise is a priority for yourself. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for yourself. South Asian community women always put themselves. Uh, at the end of the line and everybody else goes first and by the time they've realized that oh you know what i need to do something for myself they're in their mid 40s early 50s and then they feel like oh now life has passed me by and and this and that and yeah i wish we would change the narrative a little bit i think the next generation is definitely learning from that yeah. i don't think i don't see our next generation putting themselves last <laughs> <laughs> absolutely So what message would you give to women who feel that, you know, they've maybe reached that stage where they've lost their confidence, um they don't feel pretty anymore, they don't have any um high self-esteem maybe for all the reasons we just talked about putting ourselves last. 
um, aging. I see this all the time. I see women around me in this situation and I some of them speak to me because I'm, I'm in this line of work as well. My message really would be to make yourself a priority and take care of yourself. You can't just wish for things to happen. You actually have to take steps to do it. For example, I just talked about exercising, right? Like you can't wish that I would like to be fit. There's no shortcut to having a good body. You got to go out there and do it. There's a lot of people wishing they want to do something rather than just take steps towards doing it. So my message would be to know what you want and then to take steps and take action and just do it. Even if it's small steps, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. As long as you keep going and keep doing and working towards it, that's all That's all we can hope for. And believe me, one fine day we suddenly realize, oh my gosh, like I'm doing what I wanted to do. And I think it's such a good message even for our daughters, like when they see mom taking care of herself and mom being happy and mom doing what she likes I think it reinforces to them that it's okay for us to do that versus the other message of put yourself last you know we're teaching yeah. there's the wrong message by not taking care of ourselves yeah yeah. What's interesting is you, if you put yourself last, everyone else is also going to put you last. Because if you don't think you're yeah. important, why is anybody else going to think you're important, right? Yeah. So Smita, we have some rapid fire questions that we thought we'd do for fun. So we're just going to throw them out there and, uh, you know, let's have some fun with this. Smita, quickly, three beauty tips. Moisturize, stay out of the sun and keep yourself happy. Three health tips exercise. I can't stress how big of a priority that is. Eat fresh. I'm always eating fresh food, lunch and dinner. Hydrate, really drink a lot of water. Three makeup items that you must have. Lipstick. I love lipstick because it gives you that pop of color. I like eyeliner. I do like a good moisturizer. Fake eyelashes because <laughs> those really open up your eyes. Like I've worn them at a party and I feel like, okay, one of them is falling off on one side and I'm trying to fix it. And my <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing in front of everyone? I'm like, my eyelash is about to fall off. <laughs> they're they're kind of uncomfortable, I guess, because we're not used to it. I gotta yeah. learn how to do it right. I've stayed in them all day long, and I'm so used to it now. It actually really opens up your eyes. I'm telling you, it makes it gives you such a great look. You can take great pictures with it too. For Anisha's wedding, I've never done professional makeup. I told them, I said, I'm absolutely not doing eyelashes. My daughter's like, Mom, you have to, have to. The guys like, do you want eyelashes? And I'm like saying no, and she's saying yes, and I'm like, Oh God, just put the smallest one you have on you know the pictures turned out perfect then at night i'm like somebody take these off me because i can't go to my room i don't know what to do anisha's girlfriend just like literally she's like malandi and she took them off <laughs> then i got bolder so each function i'm like yeah you can put eyelashes on yeah you can go bigger this time so it's yeah. a huge difference huge yeah it does it's yeah. challenging to do it yourself i still have a hard time doing it myself but i can manage so smitha clothing or fashion do's and don'ts at age 40 50 and 60. you know nowadays at age 40 i think we can get away with a lot Women in their 40s look absolutely fabulous. And, you know, you can do a lot of things that you could do in your 30s when you're 40. So 40, I think, is definitely a little more bolder, be more daring kind of. But I think as we get older, I feel that you need to know your body shape, dress according to your body. I personally, I don't like to wear very short dresses or something like that. Suits your body. If it's aesthetically pleasing, then whatever it is, I feel you can do it. But typically, I would stay away from, you know, 
know, certain styles that might be too young. Most importantly, I think it's what you're comfortable with. I know at this day and time, we don't necessarily tell people what to wear and what not to, but to me, what's aesthetically pleasing is what I would wear. And certain things to me, let's say micro mini skirts, tank tops or whatever it is, to me, they don't look aesthetically appealing after a certain age. And so I would not wear them. But then again, if it's looking good on someone, why not? So it's really what you can what you can carry off mm -hmm. rather than just following the trends or just following somebody else. I don't even like wearing sleeveless myself. I don't know why I just never mm -hmm. done it. So I always, and I love statement sleeves. Like I love that bold fashion. So I mm -hmm. try to stay away from wearing sleeveless and I try to wear more statement sleeves because I feel like that looks good on me. Feeling comfortable in what exactly. you're wearing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I always Period. think fashion has to be comfortable because if I'm like stretching or pulling or something's too tight on me, I cannot do this. I can't wear something too tight. Right. I know we do a lot of online shopping, but for me, it's like, unless I, I wear something that I, I have to feel good in it. That's mm -hmm. the only way I, I want to buy it. And no matter how beautiful it is, if I don't feel good in it, then it's like, it's not for me. I was going to say sometimes less is more when you go and you have a statement outfit on and it doesn't have to be all glitter and jutty and, um, but sometimes just a really elegant outfit. Right. Truly, I like to dress for the occasion. I'm always judging it. And then I decide what I'm going to wear based on what the occasion is. So like if you're going out for an evening with your girlfriends and you're wearing something, you know, low cut, short, whatever, that's great. And it looks good on you. For a different occasion, you might be wearing something a little more classy or simple or whatever the occasion calls. A favorite American or Western fashion icon that you think always carries themselves really well. Tracy Ellis Ross on the red carpet. She's in blackish and I see her fashion choices. And every time I look at her, it's like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it makes me happy just watching her. She carries everything off so beautifully. Who would your Indian favorite actress be? I still like Sonam Kapoor. I mean, I just love her style. Mm -hmm. You know, everything she wears and she picks a whole range of designers from Indian to American to other European designers. And I just love how she styles it and just how she carries herself. So Smitha, what is your favorite go-to outfit? What do you enjoy wearing the most? And what is your favorite color? My outfit is just jeans and a top. It's my favorite, just denims. But then I do like the loser fitting denims that are in style now, of course, that's great. But um, I like that and just a, a nice top with some statement earrings and favorite color orange, the color of saffron. Ah, okay. <laughs> ties okay. it in. That ties it all in. I'm so impressed that lately a lot of our Indian fashion designers have really branched out. Even a lot of the Western fashion houses are getting into the Indian designers, branching it out and, and they're taking it forward. What do you think? I love it. Uh, interestingly, India has always been back end for a lot of mainstream design houses. Even Dior, mm -hmm. they just celebrated this collaboration mm -hmm. with Indian artisans. Right. But this is not new. It's been going on forever for years. Our embroidery yeah. techniques or, you know, the beading or the stonework, all of that has been used in fashion in the past. I think lately it's gotten a lot of focus. People are much more open to wearing different designs and colors. And then Instagram, of course, people showcasing their style. 
And if you see every culture, every culture has so much to offer in terms of traditions. And it's like the old traditions are now resurfacing as new. The old embroidery techniques are now being showcased. It's just, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. I love seeing that. When I see somebody wearing like a really old sari or a really old suit, and they've somehow managed to remix it with something fusion. And, and it's just like, that is so cool. To me, that's like, pretty creative. Priyanka Chopra recently wore something like that at the opening of the Nita Ambani Cultural Center in Bombay. I think hers was made out of a vintage sari or vintage fabric and it was made into a gown and it was absolutely fabulous tradition and mod modernity about it. I like the repurposing of you know traditional stuff saris and you know turning it into something else for my daughters pass it down and it's just beautiful mm -hmm. what you can do with it. You know sustainability is so exactly. big in fashion right now with the climate crisis even designers are finding ways to to make sustainable products so but didn't we do that when we were young? I used to take make outfits out of my mom's saris when I was a teenager. We've always practiced this in India. Somehow the quality from the olden days to now, you just don't get that. What we used to have was so beautiful, I felt. Buying better quality is also a way of not wasting. Because, you know, if you have cheap clothes, you don't care about it. And in a few months or years, it's going to get thrown away. I have all my, you know, designer clothes from 20 years. I still, I won't throw them away because they're beautiful. A lot of them don't go out of Style. Thank you, Smita. It's just been awesome having you on and thank you about fashion and ice cream as well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been our pleasure. Mala, myself, will be joining you on your Mother's Day fashion show on May the 7th. Unfortunately, RC, you're in Texas, so we will miss you. Sounds like an amazing event, Smita. Very nice that you're doing that, empowering women and doing this. I'm happy to, and we'll see where it goes next year, because if it does well this year, then I will continue to do it in the upcoming years. Thank you so much, Smita. It was great chatting with you and hearing about your journey, about your pageant, how you started LA Fashion Week and Saffron Spot. So ladies, why don't we kind of do something similar and talk amongst ourselves about our favorite fashion do's and don'ts and um, what we consider our icons. So, hey, Ritu, who's your favorite uh, icon? I think I will have to agree with Smita. I think Sonam Kapoor. Oh, yeah. And, she in does, Bollywood. Yeah, she does wear her clothes really well. And then in Hollywood, I think I would say Natalie Portman. Mm, okay, yeah. I, I saw her a long time ago on a red carpet and I thought, she looked elegant. So I really like, I'm going to go in the, in the past. I used to really love the way Sharmila Tabor wore her, her saris. Um, she looked amazing. And then now I want to say more Deepika Padcone. I like her kind of style and vibe. And for Western, I love Michelle Obama. The way she dresses and just yes. her arms and everything look so cool. So she's one that I kind of really admire for her style. And you know, something about Michelle, sometimes like when she was uh, first lady, you heard that she shopped like at White House Black Market. She bought yeah. some stuff from Target and then J. Crew the shelves. It wasn't mm -hmm. any, you know, hi-fi designer. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the, I thought that was really cool about her. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Mala? Oh gosh. So I, I don't know if I really have one, but I think what I like is like in Bollywood, the actresses stick to the Indian outfits. Mm -hmm. I just find that so elegant, you know, not having to go to the gowns because we have that in Hollywood and mm -hmm. we have our own culture and our own clothing. So I like right. the 
only wear Indian clothing at Indian functions. For Hollywood, I can't believe Halle Berry always seems like she's very... Oh, she mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. She wears her clothes really well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's really good. She carries herself very well. She's the one who's coming to my mind. And, you know, I was reading somewhere that, believe it or not, Narendra Modi is a fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> Because he brought the kurta back with the <laughs> sleeves and they consider him a fashion icon. I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> Modi fans are going to be happy about that. <laughs> and it doesn't take a lot. I was, I don't know if you guys watch Indian Idol and there was this uh, contestant and I guess she was, she used to wear dupattas. Anyway, she ended up creating her own, it was called Bidikta Dupattas. You can go to the store oh. that that was actually a thing. Imagine. Wow. For me, whenever I wore an Indian outfit, I used to really feel that dupatta was a must and then people mm -hmm. wearing dupattas for right it wouldn't be something that was necessary but i would feel almost naked if i didn't have the dupatta with an indian outfit i always felt that too i agree with you rita i always used to feel that as well engraved in the heads and sometimes the dupatta is the outfit the outfit yes. is simple and the, the dupatta is the pop exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so what about your favorite colors red red is my favorite i know you like red lips rita red is my favorite i think i still like basics red black and white yeah black my go-to 90 percent of the time yeah. and if i just stay away from it what, uh, what would you say are your three must-haves in the closet one is a white shirt whether it's collared t-shirt any comfy white shirt cigarette pants you know mm -hmm. they work yeah. well with indian clothes as well as non-indian and then i would say a nice scarf a really good fitting pair of jeans because i think the fitting of, for jeans is like a real must really good fitting bras they really emphasize your shape black cardigans or uh, even just a black sweater yeah i think you kind of stole um my answers uh a good pair of jeans some good t-shirts like solids and then um i love my shawls so mm -hmm. i like to throw, throw my shawls on everything so i think that's like the pop but i will add one more i just got a red purse and i think it's just does so much for my outfits when i just oh. carry the accessory yeah what about three makeup items that are always in your purse, Mala. For me, eyeliner, lip gloss, and sunscreen. Mercy. Eyeliner, lip gloss, Vaseline, or a chapstick. I'm gonna wonder about the Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna say, you know, you need Vaseline for if you have a motel after your date. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes it gets dry. I don't want to put a lipstick on, so I just put that. Okay, let's change it to chapstick. You don't know how much fun I have editing when I use <laughs> I don't know if I would edit the Vaseline. Oh, I would yeah. like it's like I, I go through it and I'm like, should I keep it in? It's just um, We're at Ritu's mercy. Whatever Ritu feels like for trying that day, be on good books with Ritu. <laughs> I Yes, definitely a lipstick. I do like my mascara, but I got to tell you, ladies, I've tried this new foundation and by Tom Ford. My cousin told me about it, and it is the best foundation I have found. It just seems like it covers any kind of little blemish. Just makes your face glow. I'm going to put it on our um, Instagram page, too. So. So, have you girls ever tried taking your lipstick and using it as a blush? In the olden days? <laughs> Wait, back when <laughs> we used to do that, you know, yeah. would use it as a bindi. She could stick 
Indian ladies do that? Take from us. I have seen that. I have seen that, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're having so much fun talking about our favorite topic, fashion, makeup. A shout out to Smita and all other women who encourage other women to be their best, do their best, and take care of themselves. Smita Vasan's next event, which is called Magnificent Moms. It's a fashion show by glamorous, for glamorous moms. And it's on May 7th, 11 to 5 p.m. in Cerritos, California. Chit Chat and Chai is going to be there. Mala and Ritu will be there, media coverage. So definitely stop by, chit chat with them. And uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful event. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yes, yes, we'd love to see you there. And then also another event coming up that we're so excited about, May 21st. Um, chit Chat and Chai is having our own fundraiser to continue bringing these amazing podcasts to you. So please join us on May 21st in your Belinda. Instagram us, Facebook us, email us, text us for details, and we'll be happy to forward them to you. And this time, RC will be there to join us on May 21st. So wishing everyone out there a very happy Mother's Day. And until next time. So we meet again. Remember, life is not short. Life is unpredictable. So always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life. And join us again for a little chit chat and chat.